at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Everybody, welcome to Down Ballad. What's up, Councilman? 
Um, I think you might be muted. You're right, I am. I was trying to let the song fade out there. Hey, this is the councilman, producer Dave. I'm so glad to see you again and to hope listener and viewer and everyone out there is enjoying the week. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Down Ballot. We do this every Tuesday night at 7.30 Pacific right here on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Uh, Dave, any, uh, any show notes or announcements you need to make this evening before we get into our docket? Oh yeah, just uh, if you're listening to the podcast of this, make sure you do follow us over there at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Um, also, just a big shout out to the community. Um, they're just throwing money at us lately. It's pretty pretty interesting. I'm not really <laughs> used show, to this. The show box are flying. Well, hey, yeah, yeah. helps keep the lights on. Helps keep the, the keeps the rent you know paid and uh, keeps all your systems upgraded too. Yeah, that and I just get to work less. Honestly. <laughs> Well, that just benefits the shows and the streams too. You know, the less less I, you have to do at the day job, the better the the better the the evening gig uh, goes, and the more focus you can put into this this a wonderful network. Yeah, that's right. I get to doom scroll on Twitter and link things more, <laughs> and find more things out. But yeah, that and um, we just had a hell of a weekend around here. We watched this weird fucking QAnon conference. It was great. Everybody kind of stuck around like for that. And we're gonna be doing some the rest of that during the post game tonight, or some of the rest of it. Uh, also after the show is local love. If you check out Down Ballot on uh, YouTube, or well, this is not going up on YouTube. The fucking docket has a couple anti-vax stories, so YouTube's been fucking mean to us about that. Um, yeah. um, but if you're checking out the podcast or on any other place, make sure you also check out the Local Love podcast. Uh, tonight, I don't have a guest. I'll have Juan Maserati uh, joining me as a co-host. We'll be doing a little open panel. Also invited Patty K from the Ruffies to stop by. Uh, if he does stop by, that means he'll bring a lot of beer, and then I probably won't do much post-game at all, and that'll be fine. Um, check out all of our shows though. Uh, the podcasts are doing quite well. Um, our most popular one is still the intellectual dollar tree, but the Plex is creeping, creeping, creeping up on it. Nice. Well, producer Dave, it is national drink a beer day. So I just want to let you know that, um, I'll probably take an opportunity at some point during the, the show to go grab one. Um, but if you have Patty K coming over, make sure he knows that as well. Um, so you guys will have some fun regardless. Yeah. I didn't know it was drink a beer day. I, all I, I have is, all I have is vodka. I found this out from Secretary Granholm, our Secretary of Energy in Washington. She posted a, a vid of her uh, pouring a brew at a local brew house that's apparently uh, 100% renewable and sustainable and all that stuff. So um, she encouraged everyone to drink sustainable beer. I'm having a 21st Amendment later, probably. Pretty sure they have a semi-sustainable brew co going. Strangely enough, Patty Kay just texted me. I'm going to be like, bring beer. Nice. What is that, the Secretary of what? Uh, Energy. Uh, Secretary Granholm uh, Secretary. on Twitter. I think it's Sec Granholm, at Sec Granholm. Um, but yeah, she's the Secretary of Energy, no longer Rick Perry. Oops. That's good. Cool. <laughs> we're, we're making progress. I, told, I, believe, I just told Patty Kay that the Secretary of Energy did, in fact, tell him to bring some beer. I believe she was a governor of uh, one of our fine Yeah, 50 Jennifer states. Granholm. I know, I know who she is, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd go have a beer with her. Oh, for sure. She seemed like a really chill, chill lady. Um, and she was, you know, she, had, she was pretty good on the tap. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> anyway... Uh, this show is about local news, but um, man, we got to get you on some of the other shows. I wish you stayed up like super late. Some of the bands we could have late at night would be you would you would really enjoy it. You ever catch yourself? It. You ever catch yourself off work on a Friday and and sleep in on that Thursday? You let me know because it, sounds... it gets weird after cults and satanic panic around here. I'm 
might be able to squeeze that in sometime. Um, the good wife does apologize. She actually did intend to join us tonight because she is, there's a story in down ballot watch that she's just like fired up about. However, unfortunately she's been looped into a zoom for work. So she's, unfortunately, <laughs> she's in the other room stealing my bandwidth to, to be on a work meeting. So hopefully, uh, my bit rate seems okay for now, but we'll see how it goes. But no, no, a couple <laughs> like if it, if it all takes a dump, it takes a dump. There's plenty of bandwidth for two connections. It's I just, there so. will, there's either. There's probably enough bandwidth that you're placed for five connections, but what happens is it'll just take a dump and for like a minute or two, there'll be enough bandwidth for zero. Right. Um, anyway, Bob, so we will see if she can, uh, if she can sneak in a little later, I will, I will definitely let you know, but uh, for now she does apologize not being able to be here. So. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. We're, uh, we're all right. It's, it's a boy's night in or whatever. So what do we got <laughs> leading off tonight? Well, leading off, wouldn't you know it, it's vaccines. Uh, and <laughs> we're, we're, we're we, we never talk about vaccines on this channel. What, what, what's going on with, is there something happening with vaccines? We can't enough, really. Well, you know, the good news is that, um, and I just saw this stat today, um, of the 10 major cities, or the 10 largest cities in America, or the United States, I should say, um, San Jose is far and away in first place in terms of uh, vaccinated individuals. I think we were in the neighborhood of 92.5% vaccination in San Jose. I don't know if that's first shot or full shots, but... Um, very, very good. Um, so we're doing very well, but there are some folks in San Jose who are just not very excited about it, especially because the city's about to mandate that all of their employees be vaccinated. Um, so uh, we're going to see that uh, there's some pushback to that, but also that a few, you know, a few people are trickling in to get their little booster shots. We watched a whole ass city council meeting of people calling in about the vaccine. So I'm going to take a look and see if I recognize any of the signs or any of the faces, because I feel like these people are just on an anti-vaccine tour and they happen to have stopped by San Jose. This is from uh, NBC Bay Area News, so that means that it'll play. Santa Clara County wasted no time. Within hours of the booster shot approval, two clinics got to work giving shots. But even as the program got underway, many people who oppose vaccination mandates staged a big rally at San Jose City Hall. NBC Bay Area's Robert Thompson big? joins us from Let's one see. of those clinics in Morgan Hill with a closer look at the fight for and against the vaccine. Robert. Well, that's right. You know, word is only just now spreading about the clinic here and in San Martin. So only a handful of people have come in for those booster shots, but it was still a big day for vaccine advocates and critics. The DePaul Health Center in Morgan Hill is now offering booster shots to those 65 years old and older and others with a special health condition, as well as people who work around COVID patients. Some very obvious examples would be healthcare workers um, working in environments where they are interacting with um, uh, hospitalized patients with COVID. Beware of the medical complex. The booster shot availability. Whoa. The same day. <laughs> What's his YouTube channel? Josh Coleman signs. Hold on. Remember that guy that hit in the trash can? Do you know about the guy that hit in the trash can from the cops? They are opposed to a looming Locally? No. No, it was in Sacramento. So these black, white, and red signs that these people are holding up are from a group yeah. called V is for Vaccine. It's out of Sacramento. The guy who runs V is for Vaccine, his name is Joshua Coleman. Feel free to Google him on your own. He hid from a cop in a trash can after keying a car in an elementary school parking lot. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. He hid in a trash can, not like a bin, but like a, an actual like a can, not like I, You know what? The, the news dumpsters. report, they didn't show the trash can. Could have been a dumpster. Um, I met because I, I could just I picture a man, a grown man in like a normal, you know, Oscar the Grouch trash can with like not able to get the lid down entirely right and be like, I don't think they can see me. Um, okay. 
but the, the point here is one of the things I look for in these events is these signs. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, they look like signs that Scientology uses to talk about mental health. It's just the colors are different. Scientology ones are like black and red writing on a white sign. And this is red and white writing on a black sign, but it's the same kind of impact font, the same kinds of signs. So I'm a little, my spidey sense is tingled there. But also to me, this tells me that this event isn't like spontaneous and put together by the community. If people are getting these signs from a, a, a particular guy who we're aware of up in Sacramento, who's been pushing the anti-vaccine movement as sure. like part as basically his brand and his grift. And so, not necessarily local is what you're saying. Like all these folks may not be from San Jose or if possibly. they are, or if, if they are, the organizing certainly wasn't done locally. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's, let's keep an eye on it. And you, I think you'll see that, you know, you're going to hear a lot of talk about of people being, oh, reasonable and this and that and the other thing. And but you read their signs and it says an t- entirely different thing. City employees to get vaccinated. They stress that they're not anti-vaxxers, but want people to have a choice. There was no formal program, though a statewide group critical of the vaccine, Children's Health Defense, took part. That's not a statewide group. That's a national group run by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes. Correct. That is, they are lawyered up and moneyed up. That is not a statewide group. This is AstroTurf to the max. Yes. Vaccinated by September 30th and are negotiating with unions, including police and firefighters. One firefighter said he's reluctant and seemed to get support. This is the jam right here. When we respond in emergencies, we're always wearing N95 masks, and it's virtually impossible to to transmit or contract the coronavirus. And there it is. Oh, man. Yep. Now, if we slow it down, we can probably see which engine that is. I'm guessing it's engine one or engine six. But uh, one of the downtown. That's my moral principles. This man with his family says he did quit. You're a teacher and you're not teaching anymore? No more. Bye. Didn't want to do the vaccine? Didn't want to. Yeah. Why do you believe so strongly in that? Uh, because, well, you know, for me personally, I've been injured in the past with certain vaccines. Dr. Tong with Santa Clara County's Health Department. So that claim right there, I'm sorry, <clears throat> we did an anti-vax story. So this is this is going to be like, there's a reason that people make claims about their medical history when it comes to vaccines is because I can't fact check it. Right. Of course. And of course, you notice he didn't specify like what exactly he was talking, like what happened to him. Just I, I had a reaction or I had something happen to me. With the vaccine and i love that he's holding his freaking baby there too like oh yeah I, you know why did you not get the vaccine i don't because i want my baby to fucking die <laughs> like <laughs> jesus christ bro but it's just really uh, important like your medical records are private as well they should be right like no journalist yes. should be able to dig up your medical history correct when they're correct. doing a story about you correct and, and right, so just- so i think like i don't think everybody's aware of it but they're making a like a non-falsifiable claim when they say they had a, a vaccine injury their kid did their their partner did their brother did these are like claims that cannot be verified or falsified. So it's like super handy for people if they maybe want to lie to you. Well, we'll see what the, uh, the public health experts have to say. Who have been hospitalized with COVID and who have died of COVID um, in the last several months, they're almost exclusively unvaccinated. Well, with all the political and legislative efforts going on, as well as the progress of COVID and its variants, we are likely to see even more clinics and protests. Live in San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC Bay Area News. He left out violence. Yeah, that's the one the one thing that's nagging at me. It's been nagging me this whole throughout this entire thing is when does it get to that point, right? So and it's happened in other places, not, not necessarily here yet, but it's coming. Um 
so yeah something to keep an eye on but yeah very large crowd very huge rally of you know 50 people uh, with a bullhorn and obviously astroturf signs um so again please if you're out there get vaccinated um but we don't ex i don't expect the whatever 7.5 percent of san joseans who aren't yet to really be jumping and chomping at the bit to do it i'm pretty sure that's the resistant folks at this point um and if you're resistant up to this point i'm pretty sure you're not interested in getting it at all maybe i don't know what do you think um i don't know i think like you might lose your job and your pension is a pretty strong um motivator but i also think to the extent that that's going to motivate people i think it already has um yeah well the the you know the city has even i mean i know this just from knowing council members um that uh they're still discussing what the punitive side of this is going to be they're going to require the vaccine um, they are, they do have some sort of exemptions, uh, allowed, but what are they going to do as far as, you know, punishment? If someone doesn't get the vaccine, are they going to get fired? Are they going to get put on leave until they get the vaccine? What's going to happen? So even they don't know yet. Um, we'll, we'll find out more, um, later this week when that mandate goes into place. Uh, the next story, unfortunately, I, I really struggled to find video of a, like a news story about it. And ironically, it's about local news, <laughs> right? It's Frank Somerville. Right. So I wasn't able to, all I could get was this nice Yahoo clip with like, you know, the, one of those headliney with music behind it videos, right? Well, that's all um, right. It's not playing anyway. So that's fine. Well, um, the, the long story short is we'll get video of this sooner or later. It's, it's hit making national news. Um, and even, I think MSNBC even had a hit on it the other day. Local news, uh, this is getting into our winners and losers bracket, ladies and gentlemen, where there are no winners, um, and definitely not here. Um, you might've heard this on the Twitters, but, um, local news anchor, uh, Frank Somerville, who has a black adopted daughter uh, has been very vocal about what's uh, known as what is it, missing white woman syndrome. Uh, and this, this thought that with um, the, the news tends to just obsess and focus on any, every white woman that goes missing, or in some cases recently, like here with a white dude who fell down a ravine while he was jogging. Right. And we spent like two weeks wondering where he was. Um, and yet, you know, 45% of all missing persons in America are black. Um, and we don't hear a whole lot about them. So uh, he made a comment about this during the broadcast, apparently, the other night. Um, good for him. Good good on him. And this is the second time this year he's done something of this nature. I think there was something around um, the BLM movement that he, he made a comment on earlier. He's been suspended in the past. Right. He made um, very positive comments about the Black Lives Matter movement. Correct. Correct. So and uh, he, he may I think he the, I think the reason people got pissed off is he just basically said hey, something like hey you know if a few eggs get broken in this process or he said something along the lines of like hey the, you know these kinds of social change always come with property damage and violence this is like i don't remember what he said but it was that that was the gist of it what he said before that people got fucking pissed off about and he's right yeah no it's it's one of those situations where we and we see it all the time on down ballot and on the big show where you, you know the truth shall set you, get you suspended basically um and that's pretty much what I tweeted uh, earlier. It's it. You say the thing uh, that can't be said, but it just happens to be the right thing. So, um, so watch out when wherever you speak the truth. Just like our show getting banned from you, getting banned from our network, getting banned from YouTube for put, posting show, you know, segment doing segments taking down anti-vaxxers, right? But just because the content was there, you know, we get flagged by YouTube and 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 uh, you know, put in jail. But you know, watch out. Watch out what you say. Don't speak the truth. Fall well, in yeah, line. it's it's unfortunate because um, I think that you know it's fairly well known 
that it's always like if, if some story makes it big about someone going missing or being kidnapped or abducted, it's always, it's always a blonde white person under 30. Like seems like it, huh? I don't, I don't know if it's like the under 30 thing is right, but it's always like, it's, you know, if it's a little girl, it's always some little white girl from the suburbs where people are like, how could that have happened in my neighborhood? Sure. And, the by the end, of course, the most recent incident, I'm not even going to bring up her name because she's just getting too much publicity already, but it, it was completely obvious that her boyfriend or her, you know, killed her. It seems um, like it. Yes. More than likely, you know, and, and, you know, the, and all you hear is the mom going, oh, he's such a nice boy and he used to mow the yard. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. I'm, I almost, I think I remarked the other night, like, why is this interrupting my news? Like, I don't need to know about these white people's problems. Like there's bigger news, even at the local level, there's bigger news than this. And it's like on the somebody local went, news, like on the local news, somebody went missing in San Jose today, probably. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and then we're talking about someone in Florida. Right. And it's wasting time on my half hour local news fix, you know, me and the good wife. So anyway, um, so we'll keep an eye out and, uh, hopefully Frank, if, if he's not, you know, reinstated at ktvu i'm sure he'll find a, a home somewhere um we're always you know. we're always um looking for people he seems like the kind of guy who can hook up a webcam and a microphone absolutely i think you know why not he might want to co-host the sunday show i think he'd be interested um <laughs> anyway so so we'll keep tabs on that and i swear to god if we have if i do find a decent video for that story we'll bring it to you on a future episode of down ballot um but in the meantime we have other stories that do have video and, oh my about, God. This and we, have, story. we have we have videos about speaking of white people doing stupid shit oh, um God. they're the they're, they're i just play it I, I no listen i can't i have to just say i can't Go believe ahead. we're doing a story about shasta county and palo alto at the same time on down ballot and it's about somebody drinking piss it's just it's just too too down ballot to pass up so but i'm gonna let the the story speak for itself i don't even want to begin to summarize Live from the CBS Bay Area studios, this is KPIX 5 News. Now on KPIX 5 and streaming. Oh, God damn it. They did it again. I had the exact story and they did it again. No, this is one where they fucking, it's just a whole ass different story. That's okay. Yeah, it's like their live, their live feed from this morning, their 11 minute live feed. So it might be like hidden in the 11 minutes somewhere. Oh, God damn it. All right. Well, don't worry. Okay. Is there a backup? There's got to be someone else who covered this. It's 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 too good. Riveting radio. Uh, so, listener, um, what we're doing now is something called Googling. Uh, so we were trying to find an alternative video source for a story that KCBS or KPIX uh, decided they were going to bait and switch us on. I even watched it earlier. Today I watched it. Oh, well. Here we go. This is from The Hill. Okay. Is there a video? Uh, yes, but let's see. Oh, oh and it's going to play. It's got an ad, though. We're going right, to get cool. this. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to get We got this. it. We got it. Fucking, this is, li this is live, everybody. Stop laughing at us. Long story short, you know, we've been dealing with a lot of wildfires in California recently, right? And PG&E is responsible for most of them, as we well know. Um, but occasionally, it's not PG&E's fault. It could be lightning strike. and Or people from Palo Alto. Trying to boil bear urine, I guess. Because that's the thing. What's this now? It's another Several ad? Several outlets, including okay. the Reading Record Searchlight, are reporting on 30-year-old environmental science doctoral student and self-described shaman Alexandra Suverneva, who is pleading not guilty for allegedly starting the fawn fire in Northern California's Shasta County, September 22nd. Suverneva, who says she was hiking to Canada, admits attempting to ignite a fire to boil water she believed contaminated with bear urine, 
but says she couldn't get a fire started. She also admits smoking a substance unspecified by officials hmm. fire began. Her attorney says officials observed Suverneva in a disturbed hmm. mental state. Suverneva is also under suspicion for starting another fire nearby and others elsewhere in California. Palo Alto is just not sending their best. No. So based on the mugshot there, three guesses on what she was smoking. Right. Like, I think it, it rhymes with Beth. So the original story was that she had been boiling bear urine, but then she apparently had water that she believed bear urine was like, none of it makes sense. Yes. How, I mean, other than, you know, scooping water out of a Creek downstream from where you see a bear pissing, like how in the world do you know that your water was infected with bear urine, you know, uh, Lace with bear urine, unless you like watch the bear pee in your water. Like I don't understand. So many holes. So I many holes. The more I find out about this, the more I'm starting to think that this was. I mean, sure, it's there's there's funny things for us about it because the bear urine, Palo Alto, um, you know, okay, bear urine in Palo Alto, and like the fact that this person was apparently a shaman. But I'm starting to think this was like some person in crisis. They were hiking to Canada. She was a self-described shaman, let's be fair. I don't think anyone else, even any native tribe, would recognize her as a shaman. Um, speaking of native tribes, that's another story we have to follow up on. But uh, yeah, I, this just has too much down to pass up. I'm sure she's, go, she's pled not guilty, so we're going to hear about the results of this at some point. So we'll, we'll keep tabs on it and see, what, see if we can find more detail. And I'll see if I can... Uh, NBC Bay Area had a hit on it, too, that we watched live, so, but I couldn't find it on their website, so... We'll see if we can get a video for you and we'll throw it in the show notes. Uh, speaking of white women from Palo Alto. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> this, this is just winners and losers is all white people this week. Um, just white people's problems. Um, except for maybe the next story. Uh, any more well, to white dude too. <laughs> um, so we've been following, of course, the, uh, the ongoing story of Theranos and their trial for fraud uh, or the trial of Elizabeth Holmes, their CEO for fraud. So um, unfortunately she had some, um, when you, are accused of defrauding people, they have to prove, like the hardest thing to prove is the intent, right? So unfortunately they're having to dig through, unfortunately for the people who have to review these things, um, uh, or the attorneys that have to review these things, they're digging through all of Miss Holmes's texts uh, and some of the more juicy bits uh, have come out recently, including a dalliance that she might've had with her own CFO. So this is the, the latest story in the Theranos trial. Yeah, you know, we had some fairly dramatic testimony today, Jessica, along with those dramatic text messages. Prosecutors doing what they can to try to convince the jury that Elizabeth Holmes knew what was going on inside Theranos, even as the company was going downhill. Today, it was Elizabeth Holmes' text messages taking center stage in her trial. Some 12,000 of them sent between her and former Theranos executive Sonny Balwani, extracted from phones and computers, including one where Balwani referred to a Theranos lab with an expletive as a disaster zone. And Holmes expressing concern that a Wall Street Journal reporter <laughs> was showing up to see the lab. For lack of a more artful legal term, they want to show that the two were in cahoots working together and worried together about their machines including one called edison these messages show intimacy they show a knowledge of how the company was operating and not operating and yeah there are absolutely text messages that show that they knew that edison technology 
their famous Theranos black box wasn't where it needed to be. Also on the stand, retired four-star general and former Theranos board member James Mattis, who testified that he was impressed by Holmes and hoped to use Theranos machines in the field of battle on soldiers, but was ultimately disappointed that he was not allowed to test the machines. General Mattis went on to say he stepped down from the Theranos board when then-President Donald Trump nominated him for defense secretary. He says his salary was $150,000 a year as a board member. He also held shares of Theranos stock. Live in San Jose, Scott Budman, NBC, Bay Area News. So the big thing she did to fuck up was to scam people inside of the power structure like inside of like formalized traditional power structure right if this is just mom and pop or you or me investors you know bought a couple shares and got built you know we don't have the kind of money to afford attorneys to you know go after these folks um but yeah it's uh, mattis i want to say um i forget we henry kissinger kissinger right yeah we had so many uh i mean good on i guess good on her like the only good thing she did was scam henry kissinger i suppose yeah right and uh (laughs) hey if you have the connections to scam henry kissinger why wouldn't you i mean come on let's be let's face it we all want to scam henry kissinger at some point but i'm just saying Um, it's not good for your like long-term prospects to scam a powerful guy like henry kissinger no, I would agree with you there, hundred percent. Um, you just, especially if you are, you know, if you know you're scamming them. Now, if you're what she claims, and you had no idea that shit was fucked, but you know it was, and it wasn't your fault, then you know whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I if more and more finding it hard to believe that she did not know um, that something was wrong at very least, if not, you know. Uh, and uh, the question, I guess, then is going to come to like what she do when she finally did find out that shit was fucked. Oh, I mean, I don't know if she would have consulted anybody. Like, it's just a simple math problem, right? Like, you have a drop of blood. You have to do these different tests to test for these different things. Eventually, that drop of blood runs out. Like, Yeah. Yeah. No, very much so. It goes um, through a process for, like, if you're testing for, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what they'd be testing for. We'll call it, like, condition A, right? So, it goes through some process to test for condition A. And now the sample's destroyed. Right, and so how do you how do you test a fucking sample that's already been through some chemical process? Like this is, she like, like this was this is like the 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 height of everything that was wrong with Silicon Valley in the early what two thousand tens. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the same it put it in there same boat as Solyndra, right? Right, the, the company that got a bunch of well, Solyndra is a bit more complicated, but right, uh, but Solyndra also they got defrauded by someone. <laughs> Yes. Like, yes. Everybody had their hand in the cookie jar there. It wasn't yes. like, and it, it, it's questionable whether or not the executives at Solyndra had even had their hands in the cookie jar, but yeah, yeah. The exuberance uh, around this idea, because like she, she like was so clearly trying to emulate Steve jobs by like t- trying to talk in a low register of voice and wearing a black turtleneck and shit. Like, I don't know, man. I think a proper cynic would have seen her like a fucking hundred miles away, you know? True, true. Um, but you know, at the at the time, uh, the sh- the shaman were working their magic. The the Silicon Valley shaman. Um, well, we'll keep an eye on this story. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on this story. It's going to be developing. It's going to bleed over into Sunday as things heat up. Yeah, more than likely. I mean, it's getting national news too, and the Somerville thing is getting national news too. So I was hoping we can get something from them, but. Anywho, uh, moving right along to other stupid white people shit. Um, we had a couple stories about the 
San Francisco Sheriff's Office this week. One I couldn't find video of. Um, a sheriff's deputy is getting uh, brought up on charges by the DA for sexual assault. So that'll be really exciting once that gets going. Um, but uh, this is the story of another sheriff's deputy who was not doing some not so smart or fun things. Tonight, we're learning about the bizarre altercation that led to the arrest of a San Francisco sheriff deputy. His court hearing to enter a plea to four felony charges delayed today, but then prosecutors summarized the incident outside of court. They say that Dominic Barsetti bought, brought a bottle of Jack Daniels to a neighbor's potluck dinner last Thursday and then became violent. He's accused of smashing a glass tank that held a lizard, groping an 18-year-old and pulling her hair and then threatening to come back and shoot everyone as he was leaving. What witnesses describe as a belligerent rampage. They didn't even ask him to wear a mask and he behaved that way. They were in fear for their lives and they went running from their own house thinking that they were going to get shot by this deputy. Barsetti not in court today, but his parents were. His father is a retired San Francisco police officer. They both left without saying a word. Deputy Barsetti was placed on paid leave today. Well, that seems bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we'll find out more about hopefully what happened there. But then again, this might be one of those stories where we don't find out more and we just have to live with the holes. But um, yeah, it sounds like he had a little, himself a little psychotic episode there. I don't know if it was drug or alcohol related, but um, personal beef, maybe that could be maybe maybe he got drunk and was hitting on the the 18 year old woman they were talking about and she wasn't into it and he got mad about that. I mean, there's any number of things, right? Because this is you got yes. invited to a party, so there's all kinds of interpersonal shit going on here that's actually none of our fucking business. True, exactly. Until until some something something gets violent. Um, well, we shall see. Um, but he's gonna he's gonna find himself in a little bit of trouble, maybe. Uh, but that wasn't even, and neither was the other uh, sheriff story. The worst story that came out of San Francisco this week, and that's what we saved for. Uh, get your shit together. Um, so oh, it's the fucking and, Millennium Tower again. God, oh, fucking knock it down and start over. Yes, well, um, speaking of get your shit together, this is very literally the building needing to get its shit together. Third new issue rearing its head at San Francisco's sinking Millennium Tower, a problem that could get smelly. Our investigative team has learned that as the tower... <laughs> I'm so happy she got to say that. ...the pipes running from individual apartments, carrying water from the toilets and the sinks to the building's central sewer line, are getting closer to running uphill. Yep. Do the picture. Here's investigative <laughs> reporter Jackson Vanderbecken. Fuck you, rich people. The Millennium Tower is now tilting more than 22 inches to the west towards Fremont Street. Five of those inches came just since work started on a so-called fix for the building back in May. And that Knock it down. Already be taking a toll on the plumbing in the building. NBC Bay Area's investigative unit has obtained photos that show the strain on one yeah, pipe. They're supposed to be straight, actually. In an email to city officials, Fix designer Ron Hamburger warns about a far more unpleasant prospect. What an unfortunate name. Slope, minimum of yes. one eighth inch per foot <laughs> to enable efficient flow of material, Hamburger wrote. Material? You mean shit. Flattening out that slope especially on the north and west sides. That's where the building is currently leaning. Hamburger says he doesn't expect that to be an issue just yet. But going forward, those pipes will experience decreased slope and may become a problem. There's an issue of having not enough slope or having too much slope because you can have problems either, either way. Architect and contractor Mark Seville has been investigating building failures like the Berkeley balcony collapse 
for three decades. You can't expect an impact, an adverse impact, and you can't expect a clog or a, ba- a system to back up. That's why the, the existing system should be inspected. And no, no, monitored. destroy All the building. Drains in the third floor kitchen, oh, no. the owner's lounge, are experiencing some plugging, according to Hamburger, and require periodic chemical flushing. He warns the city that the building may need to go in and make adjustments to increase the slope of problem sewer lines. The potential is a health issue. Several warns entire wood floors and walls may be replaced if they've eventually been exposed to hazardous raw sewage. And when a backup comes, he says, it can strike at the worst possible time. Like any time? When you have the house full of people uh, uh, celebrate a holiday or a special occasion, that's the day you end up calling Roto-Rooter because the system that you have is being put to its uh, its ultimate test. Jackson Uncle Bob's in the bathroom. NBC, Bay Area News. Now, if you have a story for Jackson or anyone in the investigative unit, you can always call 888-996. Ah, whatever. Poop Dude, knock, knock the building over. Just knock it down. Start over. The whole he thing's used- fucked. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't understand. I'm not an architectural engineer, right? I'm not this guy who's Chiron said, what did it say? Uh, fail building failure expert. <laughs> that would be a Chiron. fun job, actually. What a, what a fantastic job. Um, yeah, I'm not that guy, right? I don't have that degree or whatever, but it just seems to me like, how can you fix this? How, th- how is this fixable without just taking it apart and putting it back together? It's, it's going to take a lot of work, but like, and a lot of pain and money, but I don't see how it's not going to take a lot of work and pain and money to just let the fucking thing lean over and fall. And eventually, like, is it going to fall over one day? Like, do we have to worry about it falling into the Salesforce tower, right? This, this could cause a huge problem beyond just this building. So yeah, I'm with you. Take it the fuck down. I know like people's money is like tied up in that, in that building. But the thing is like, <clears throat> and this kind of gets to something that I talk about all the time is that like when you are a property developer, you make a profit on the property because you have taken a risk. That's supposed to be how the fuck it works. Right. And That's so cap- it looks like this was a bad risk. <laughs> it looks yeah. like they're going to lose some fucking money because that's supposed to be baked into the fucking capitalist cake. Yeah, someone didn't do their fucking job. It's not like, you know, the, the there are other buildings built in the same area. The Salesforce Tower is the largest, the tallest building on the West Coast, right? It's built next door, literally. So it's not as though they're on some sort of more sturdy ground. This is all on pretty much landfill or, or, uh, uh, or if it's not on landfill, it's on solid, you know, whatever bedrock. So either way, you know, they're on the same kind of land. So if the fact that this building's sinking and the other ones around it are not, and they were all built around the same time, Tells me that the contractor on this building fucked up, and didn't wasn't there another issue with the um like the 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 remember we had the, the issue with the rebar or the you know the the pilings on the right, but that was due to the, the whatever that was either the cause or the effect of the building sinking right right the, the, right the, the the rebar or whatever bending right um, so yeah I I don't understand how you can't I mean they're gonna get their asses sued I think regardless like if I was a tenant here and I had spent hundreds of thousands or a million now fuck a those people here, too actually yeah. Well, I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm, I don't. I don't. I'm not like this is the violin playing for them, right? But at the same time, like they should absolutely fucking sue these people, sue their pants off, um, since they have the money to do it, right? And they probably have the money to like afford another place to stay while their their you know apartment you know sits dormant in this tower. But yeah, I I wouldn't want to. I definitely wouldn't want to live there, given this is going on. Like no matter what, I don't care I mean, if the poop's I'll backing take, up or not. From them, while this they're doing all this and going through all this, I'll take ten thousand dollars a month in a penthouse. 
Right. Right. <laughs> like the money's flowing from the landlord to me and I'll take the penthouse. Thank well, you. some things aren't flowing, you know, it seems like. <laughs> well, then I'll, then I'll, you know, that $10,000 a month, I can keep everything going as normal here. Oh, and absolutely. Put a bunch of money yeah. in the bank. And then as soon as the toilet overflows, just leave. You can buy, well, you can buy a whole shitload of liquid plumber with $10,000 a month. That's for sure. <laughs> shit. You can have a live-in plumber for $10,000. You got to get that real good shit though. You got to get that shit that comes in a, in like a plastic bag around the plastic bottle, right? Because it's so toxic that if it gets out on your hands, it like burns your hands. Like that's the shit you really need if you want to clean your pipes out. Just a little tip. But yeah, just um, knock the fucking building over. I'm sorry. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's going to fucking holding the bag. It's probably a bunch of banks too. It's probably like many investors. And sometimes let's, you just got to take the L. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's let's just let's take a step back, take the L, move on. Because I, I guarantee it. I don't see how this doesn't cost these people more in the long term if they just try and keep fixing and fixing and fixing, and they don't like just and they just just, just back out. I mean, I don't know. Some of the parts modular. Can you instead of like fucking blowing the shit up? Can you like go through and like remove all the raw material? I, like, there's got to be something that can be done to salvage like the materials that were used to make the building. Yeah, and no, I would get yeah, destroy yeah. then destroy yeah. the rest of it. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's probably a lot of hardwood floor in there that you could sell to somebody. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm like, sure you. Could, I'm sure you could salvage almost the whole building. Frankly, like it's it's just you know just take it like you said, take it apart. Fucking put it back together again like Legos, but figure out, maybe you should figure out the foundation first. That would probably be a really good idea. You know, start with the foundation and then build the building. Well, How about that? Well, whoever did all this gets to take it apart and sell off all the parts, but somebody else gets to build the next one. I'm sorry. Right. You lost your oh, chance. Yeah. Oh yeah. The RF, the RFP will be, will be not going to that contractor. Let's just right. say. Um, Nobody well, involved should be able to like build the next one. They all done fucked up. Fuck them all. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure it'll come back. It was the same folks that allowed for like slave labor on those projects in San Jose too. So I shouldn't. I mean, do their, do, I mean, do their buildings stand up? I mean, I'm not saying they, like, I will, I will give them this. None of their buildings have fallen over yet. So, um, <laughs> so the slave labor Sorry, works that was, apparently. It was terrible. Don't cancel Dave for that, everybody. <laughs> um, but they still, but again, those guys still get their shit approved and their, their entitlements from the city. So it's not like that one incident caused, you know, them to lose business. Um, anyway, Sorry, I'm gonna... All right. Well, the mayor race is oh. heating up. Who is this guy that we're gonna we're gonna watch a video of next? We're you're... moving to down ballot watch. It used to be recall watch, but ha ha. Yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna enjoy this. Um, so the, this is the story that got the good wife all hot. Um, we've been covering the uh, the sort of developing field in the mayor's race for San Jose. Sam Licardo is termed out next year in 2022, um, which means uh, it's a wide open field. We've got a uh, council member Raul Perales from the downtown area is running. We have uh, council member Dev Davis, who is my council member in the district six Willow Glen, Shasta Hanchet, Rose Garden, Buena Vista area, sort of a, a butting against Campbell. Uh, and uh, upcoming this week, uh, Supervisor Cindy Chavez is looking like she's going to be jumping into the race. Um, and she's she's run for mayor before. She was a council member, but she ran for mayor back in 20, 2006 and lost handily um, to Chuck Reed. Uh, but she's going to try it again. And uh uh, this new entrant is actually a new, new entrant. This is Matt Mahan, who has just recently become a council member. As of last year, he was elected. Um, and we're going to sort of get a, a glimpse of his, you know, his opening salvo in this race. But I want everyone to pay attention. This is like a 30-second clip. I'm pretty sure there are at least three major factual inaccuracies in this clip, and we're going to go over them after uh, on the other side. Take a live look at downtown San Jose after the first candidate to be the city's next mayor announced his campaign. Current Mayor Sam Licardo being termed out next year. 
There is the first announced candidate. City Councilman Matt Mahon is the first person to declare candidacy. He launched his campaign today. He's got four key policy goals. He says government should focus on the basics, like keeping the city clean and safe. He wants to get the homeless off the streets. He believes police practices should be improved instead of defunded. And he wants to do housing downtown near public transit. Recent poll from the San Jose Police Officers Association finds Santa Clara Supervisor Cindy Chavez with the most favorable rating for prospective mayor. She's trending at 33 percent, followed by Raul Parales, Deb Davis, and then <laughs> Mahan. The poll also found that nearly six in ten voters are still undecided. Of course, that election more than 13 months away. So I'm sorry, it was four inaccuracies, although three of them are the same inaccuracy. So I guess I should be fair. Um, and then, of course, there was the mangling of Parales, but that's okay. That's Terry McSweeney. I uh, can't, can't blame an Irishman for not being able to pronounce a, Latino sur a Latin surname. Um, so, Pritish Dave, what do you think about Councilmember Mahan's platform? I fucking, <clears throat> I don't know. It sounds like fucking people would accuse, the, people, the communists in the chat who always tell me I'm their favorite shit lib, they would accuse me of that being my platform. <laughs> <laughs> This is well. The thing is, it's it's uh, it's just really, from my perspective and the Good Wife's perspective, it's this performative white savior bullshit. Um, basically, this this is a guy who you know touts this Horatio Alger kind of background. He grew up in Watsonville, and you know he got a scholarship to Bellarmine, and he's a man for others, and he's a Catholic, and he was in tech, and he he was a tech bro. Started a few startups that you probably have never heard of that claim to have done a bunch of cool shit. Um, and then sold them, made a bunch of money, and then decided he wanted to run for city council because he'd already, you know, tried his hand at, at, at doing not much of anything uh, in the tech world. And now he wants to go to government where, you know, it's very easy to do nothing and get lauded for it. Um, and now he wants to, you know, clean up our streets. He said, we've got dirty streets, we've got dysfunctional government, and we've got homeless people everywhere. Wait, San uh, Jose's clean. What is he talking that, about? I've been well, to like, I've been to like a real city. Has he been to a real city lately? I would tend to agree with you there a hundred percent. And I actually wonder because so at this point, uh, Mr. Mahan is, is, uh, the only reason he's in this race, given that he's a junior council member, like he really literally just got elected. He is new here. Um, and he does not know a whole lot. Uh, the primary reason he's in this race is that there really is no one else, uh, that is coming from the business chamber of commerce, kind of a background that the mayor Mayor Ricardo and his cohorts, you know, would gen tend to support, right? It's the same uh, base. Isn't, isn't produced... Dev from that cohort? Yes, that's the thing. Uh, it, it, it's the same base that produced Chuck Reed, who was the mayor from 2006 to 2014. It's the same cohort base that produced Ricardo. So we basically had 16 years of white male business friendly leadership in San Jose. Um, well, I'm business friendly, meaning, you know, chamber of commerce friendly. I don't want to say that who's not, who's not business friendly. I love business. Um, but yeah, so Deb Davis would have been the it was lined up actually to be the standard bearer for that side of the the political spectrum in San Jose. Well, unfortunately, Dev had a hard time beating a socialist for for her city council seat for to defend her seat. To be last fair, year. to be fair, people really like uh, Jake Tonkel, so it's oh, not like it's, it's. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I thought he had a chance primarily on likability. Hundred percent. No, and I don't. I, I when I say that, like, I don't mean to say that dismissively. Jake is a great guy. I voted for him. He is not a. You know, he's a democratic socialist, right? But this is just how he was labeled, right? In the community, he would, they, they just, they blast, you know, every mailer I got. They said, said this about him. A, they were like, you have to understand what the communists do is urinate, urinate. on everything. 
and then you got to boil the water and you end up starting a fire. It's just awful. So, um, so Jake, Jake was painted as this, you know, communist basically by the, all the mailers, um, that were supporting dev. Um, and yet, you know, despite all that, my neighbor is saying, well, he's kind of radical, isn't he? You know, he sounds like a communist. Um, even without, without all that, he still managed to nearly take her out and got her to a runoff that showed some chinks in her armor. Uh, and so the, you know, base that was there for her is kind of backing away a bit and receding and not really willing to give her full-throated support, which she would need to take on, you know, Cindy Chavez or even Aurel Perales. So uh, they backed away from her and Matt has pretty much stepped into this void. Um, the factual inaccuracy in the story is that he was not the first declared candidate. They keep repeating it. I don't know if it was in his press release, but he's not the first declared candidate. Dev had declared, Raul had declared. So uh, there were at least two candidates who have already declared, and they even referenced a poll that referenced Cindy Chavez and these other candidates. So I don't know how they got the story so horribly wrong. And by the way, it's not, this isn't um, coming up in 20, you know, in 18 months or next November. This is coming up in June. The primary is coming up in June. And yes, then there's a runoff in November. Um, so there were a bunch of inaccuracies in that story. We've tried our best to correct it. But uh, most importantly, we're just uh, watching this, uh, this, this, develop this week has really turned our stomachs quite a bit didn't, myself and the good wife didn't we watch raul is that his name i'm sorry didn't we watch raul uh we saw his we saw his we, we did his, his announcement uh, video, video right? his announcement video yep um yeah, so they just got it straight up wrong even April. i knew that somebody else had announced yeah and, and like, they had covered like, it come on look at there's like a fucking there's like paintings my friends made and some cheap sound proofing and 10 year old dj equipment that's my fucking <laughs> that's my that's my fucking like news set and i know that Right. And they've, and they covered it like NBC Bayer news covered it. So just, yeah, just, just shoddy local reporting. One of the reporters even, or the anchor actually tweeted back at the good wife to apologize because the good wife blew her up on Twitter. So good. Um, anyway, so we're, we're correcting the record, but the thing is with local news and video news, especially like they do a really shitty job of correcting the record. I don't even know how they do it, frankly. Like they don't waste time posting an updated story. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see if they actually do any sort of retraction, but yeah, really bad move. I'm actually really curious to see the press release because maybe they just ran with, I'm guessing they just ran with the press release and I'm guessing Matt wouldn't be uh, averse to, to saying that um, he was the first or his team wouldn't be averse to trying floating that right and trying to get it to stick. Um, I will point this out and we couldn't get video on this because this sort of blocked out the sun last week. He had a proposal uh, to get the home, the homeless off the streets. Um, he thinks that we can, we have the money and the time and the space to invest or, uh, to invest in just a bunch of prefab housing that you throw up in five months and you can house all 5,000 or 6,000 homeless people in San Jose. And he suggested, you know, finding spaces like, oh, I don't know, the fairgrounds to consolidate a lot of these units, right? Uh, and then he started talking about, well, we can't just build it. We know that, you know, sometimes people won't accept the housing. So we have to require them to accept the housing. And this language starts to, you know, uh, matriculate out and you get this picture of, pretty much internment, right? And concentration camps is what he's looking right. at. Maybe not that extreme, but that's exactly what he's talking about. Um, and it just becomes this entire narrative we're seeing from right-wing NIMBYs, um, most of which live in his Almaden, you know, council district, um, to, to, that are pretty much dragging this, could be, you know, nice, young, progressive, white dude, you know, woke white dude, down the road of, you know, badness, the dark side, in other words. Um, and he's pretty much gone fully over to the dark side. So uh, we're pretty disgusted by it. If you go to his website, you'll see it's there's there's just it's just a constant barrage of um, attacks on you know government staff and you know unhoused people and progressives 
and the, the defund movement because um, we're all crazy and we all we're all extremists and we you know we don't have the solutions. So he's uh, he's obviously pissing off the progressives. He's he's energizing a base that he'll need to win. I'm not saying he's not viable. He is very viable, and that's why it's so frustrating um, because most people don't see past uh, so and see through the dog whistles, right, and don't read between the lines. So read between the lines. When someone says blight, know what that means, right? When they say dirty streets, clean up our dirty streets. Understand what that means, right? It means sorry, brown people, sorry, black people. This town is for white people. That's exactly what that means. <clears throat> The oh, and, thing, oh and, the, and the rich and the rich Asians in Almaden, it's also for them. So the other thing, it's just very, very easy for somebody to, for example, get on Fox News now. Um, Correct. If they're saying the progressives are being mean to me. <laughs> right. Um, and that's and that's how he's treating it. He's treating it like he's absolutely calling us, you know, saying we're the ones who are, uh, you know, uh, are going after him and attacking him. But he had this proposal about the prefab housing. He brought it up at the rules committee this week at city council to try and get on the city council agenda. It didn't even get a motion, right? It didn't go anywhere because all the, the everyone else said, well, dude, we're already like doing everything we can. We're working as fast as we can. You have some sort of like preconceived notion from the tech world that you can just snap your fingers and solve all these problems. And that's just not how shit works, right? Like uh, you can't just snap your fingers and one year later sell your company to someone else and then be done with it, right? And not worry about what it actually accomplishes. You actually have to dig in and work at this shit and you need staff and you need a lot of people, you know, helping you. And he pretty much took a shit on everyone, including Mayor Licardo, if I might add. If he's talking about a dysfunctional city and dysfunctional government and a mess of a city, he's blaming current administration. So I'd be really curious to see where Licardo comes down in terms of his endorsement, because I wouldn't want to support, even though he's also a Bellarmine guy, and this is kind of like Sam Licardo light or mini Sam Licardo. I'm, I would be shocked if he didn't endorse him, but I, I wonder if he can do it with a straight face, given that the guy he'd be endorsing is pretty much saying that his eight years on the job have led the city into hellhole. So it's going to look like this, I think. I don't think, there's no way, like based on what you've said, and I, I saw a little bit of it going around on San Jose Twitter too, right? Um, I started following definitely some San Jose Twitter. And I, I think the talking point from him is going to be that I tried to solve this problem and you wouldn't let me. Oh, for 100%. And that's why he didn't, he doubled down on it. Like, he didn't, like, shy away from it. He made it a big piece of his launch. Like, this is my big policy proposal, right? So, four days later, after it got shot down. So, he's he's a stubborn motherfucker, and, and he understands something. But he understands something that Pierre Luigi, Oliverio, and others, um, who we just don't like or care for, their politics, they, they understand something, and they're very savvy about one thing, and it's that local voters aren't paying any attention to this shit, right? We're the ones paying attention to it, so I really hope more people you know, engage with our show and we're trying to do our best to do PSAs about this kind of shit, but no one really is following up. So you can make a big splash about proposing a proposal like this. And if it doesn't go anywhere, no one's going to do the story about it not going anywhere because they're not following it. You're the one that told them it was, you know, you're proposing it. You're not going to tell them it didn't go anywhere. So they're not going to do the story about it not going anywhere. And so no one is going to hear about it except for us, the insiders. And we're not enough people you know, to turn an election. And most city staffers don't even, can't even afford to live in San Jose, so they can't vote on the very people that basically are their bosses, right? They can't vote for that. Um, so th this is just a, a shit show waiting to happen. This but is, we'll see. We'll see how is, it goes. I don't even know if, he might not even be running for mayor. He might be, he might be running for like, YouTube channel. <laughs> like, Sure. Well, he's, I mean, he's obviously running for, you know, big, you know, bigger things too, right? Just like Licardo uh, was, was trying to set himself up to do, and maybe he still will try. Um, but yeah, this, this is obviously like a play, a longer, a longer play. Weren't we like, when we covered the city council election, weren't we on balance pretty happy that he was the one who won? 
Yes, uh, mainly because the his opponent and you know he won handily. He won in the primary last year um, because his opponent ran someone over. If you'll recall. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. Well, that's all. And even okay. though we, even though we might have agreed with her politics slash, you know, votes on the whole, probably a little more now that we've seen it. And he did seem a lot more, you know, reasonable when he was just running for city council. But now he's he has to he has to build a base. And Cindy Chavez and Raúl will be pretty much blocking out the sun on the progressive, you know, lefty, even moderate Democrat side of things, labor, all of these groups. He needs to find a base in order to win. And so he's gone full bore, you know, leaned into this this uh, mentality. And it's unfortunate, um, but it is what it is. And it's it doesn't make it any less disgusting. I'm, I'm getting a. I'm starting to smell Peter Thiel. Oh, you smell that? Oh, it's yeah. I'm it's, starting it's, to smell Peter Thiel. I'm just telling you. Yeah, if you're familiar with Brigade, Brigade was the uh, the company that he founded and then sold off. And it was originally Causes on Facebook. Remember Causes? Way back in the day, that was his thing. So, uh, so he's he's since sold it off, and now he's you know got a got a wife, got two kids, and living in Almaden, and he wants to do right by his city. So he's he ran for city council, and now he's stepping up to to lead us. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention his slogan: "A revolution of common sense." Oh my God, I hate him. Yes. Oh, anyway, yes. real quick, Rooster V, thank you for resubbing to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast and you don't know what that is, head over to twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and give us your money there. Um, we got another story here. It's a local story. It seems to be about a school board recall, <clears throat> which is interesting. We've been covering a lot of little local recalls. The good news for everybody, by the way, if you've been following that Shasta County uh, recall thing, those people ended up pulling a bit of an Austin Bennett, and there's going to be no recall. That's or, fabulous. Or they have to start over for the, they'll be starting over for the third time. I think you're going to see that across the board. You know, there's a, a statewide group that's threatening to recall all of the county boards of supervisors, like all of the supervisors, right? Um, and they're going and to fail. They're, great. They're going to, there's so many more opportunities for those people to not get the signatures right, not yes. fill out the paperwork correctly. Yes. Fuck yeah, down ballot's yeah. going to be lit the next six months. And this is another one where, you know, there's threats and there's a group out there trying to recall the entire San Francisco school board over the vaccines and return to school and all that. Um, so, but uh, it's, if you do qualify for the ballot, as we know, with the recall at the state level, that was a $275 million endeavor, right? It's a little smaller at the school board level, but someone, at least a San Francisco supervisor, is wondering how they're going to pay for, you know, who, who would have to pay for it? And he's thinking the city might want to pay for it if, uh, if this does go to a recall. Happening today, a San Francisco supervisor plans to announce legislation that would make the city pay for the anticipated recall election of three school board well, who members. Who the fuck else is going to pay for it? Supervisor Raphael Mandelman says San Francisco school districts cannot afford the $8 million the recall is expected to cost. The school board president, vice president, and one board member are all the subject of the recall effort. It's tied to the delay in reopening San Francisco schools. And that includes that one uh, school board member you recall who like self canceled. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. that was a dumb story. <laughs> um, so she's up for for. So this actually this recall is actually qualified um, for those three uh, school board members. So the question is who pays for it? If you didn't know this, folks out there in uh, in uh, down ballot land, uh, local governments like if you're if you put a, a measure on the ballot or if you have you know have city council elections. It's the city that actually ends up usually ends up paying the cost of that piece of the election, right? So um, a, a percentage of the ballots. I'm sorry, I rate lump in the you know. chat. I rate lump in the chat says like, are, are there anyone in California right now not being recalled? 
Yeah, no, at, at this point, no. I mean, no, there's no one who's not under threat of recall. Whether or not there's actually going to be a recall or even one signature materialized, all the Santa Clara County supervisors have been threatened with it. Um, there's a whole website that we can go into. I think we, we dropped a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's definitely a threat, but this is what is actually happening. So school school districts also have to pay for their elections too. Like if they put a parcel tax on the ballot, right? They have to pay the county registrar or the county a portion of the cost of the election, right? To have this thing on the ballot. Um, so this is the city saying, well, the school district shouldn't have to pay for it. Um, the city should pay for it. Well, I don't understand why the city should pay for it. Frankly, I think if you're going to recall someone, you should fucking have to pay for it. You should be able, you should have to put this, get the signatures to get it on the ballot and you should have to fucking pay for Or at least pay for half. Right. If you're, I mean, if you have enough money at the state level, especially if you have enough money to, to get the number of signatures it takes, uh, to put this on the, put something, a recall on the ballot, you should have enough money to pay for the damn election itself too. So I, I say do that or yeah, at least a portion of it. Um, I would agree with you there. Anyway, that's my thought. I was just wondering who the fuck else is going to pay for it besides the city. Like they're like, oh, the city should pay for it. It never occurred to me that like Santa Claus was paying for it or something like that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's and it caught and you know you might say, well, what's the cost? You know what? Fuck it. The developers who d- who decided to put up that Millennium Tower have to pay for it. Fuck them. Let's, let's run those to- people out of all their damn money. They got the fucking money or they can put something on the ballot to like pay themselves back or something. They could put an initiative on the ballot. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so uh, bottom line is um, watch out for them recalls. Um, but, you know, just just know when you, you know, you lobby, uh, to, you know, to get new and more initiatives on the ballot. Just think about the money it's costing the public just to make these decisions. Right. They probably should be left to people who know a little more than the average voter, frankly. Well, I, I also like. I don't know. Like we were talking about the California recall. Um, I forget who I was talking about it with. It was either on stream or off stream. Maybe I was at dinner with my parents. I don't even fucking know it all. Fucking everything's weird now. Um, But like to get rid of the president, the elected people just vote him out and to get rid of Congress people, they can be kicked out by their body. So like the body of Congress. So I don't know why we just don't do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, barring, as someone had said, I think the other day, barring some sort of criminal malfeasance, right, or some sort of corruption, right, um, if it's just a policy difference, there should be absolutely no re- like recall recourse, right? That's what elections are well, for. Well, if criminal if you, malfeasance, you get arrested, and it's really hard to Senate from jail. Right, right. <laughs> um, so they, so there's, there's, you know, there's all sorts of, um, you know, uh, accountability and recourse when, you know, if those kind of things are happening already, as we've seen in San Francisco with their corruption in the public works department, right, things, you know, the, the, the law figures those things out. When it comes to policy differences, that's what elections are for, right? You vote for people. We're in a representative democracy. This is not a pure democracy. You don't get a fucking vote on whether or not your neighbor gets to build a second story on their house, right? If it fits the code, they get to do it. You don't have a community vote on whether or not they can fucking do it. So, uh, it, we, we, you want to, if you want to have this kind of democracy where you get to do your job and you don't get to, ma- you don't have to make decisions every day about these, all these things, right? then you have to tolerate, you vote for someone and you have to stick with them for four years or two years in Congress's case, right? And you have to you have to live with whatever the consequences are. And if you didn't vote for that person, I'm sorry, but that's democracy, right? Um, so you can vote for someone else the next time and you can run yourself if you want to. That's the beauty of it. If you really want to you know, change the world or you really think they're fucking up, like Matt Mahan, you can run yourself and you can run your revolution of common sense. Um, but yeah, please stop wasting our time and money uh, because you have a little petty dispute with these people. Go speak your piece, and then in the next election, vote against them. That's the best thing I, I can suggest you do. It saves everyone a bunch of time and money. Well, like, 
<clears throat> what's going on right now? Like, okay, the California one, like it ended up being like no big, like it. Gavin Newsom won by a larger margin than than I would have even said optimistically was going to happen. Um, I thought there was more anger at him among um, maybe the politically disengaged because of the propaganda machine that I see on the internet, right? And maybe mm-hmm. I like like when I try to figure out what's going on, I definitely oversample that because it's the fucking pool I'm swimming in, right? Yeah. You're like, how's the water? And you're only in the pool you're swimming in. You don't know how the neighbor's pool's water is. So you're like, oh, right. it's a little cold actually, right? right. So, um, but it turned out that wasn't the going to work. And it looks like whatever the fuck was going on in Shasta is no longer going on because none of those people could fill out any fucking paperwork and get the signatures they needed. And so <clears throat> at first I was like real worried about this. And now I'm like more and more excited as I hear that more and more fucking dumb groups of people are trying to recall more and more elected officials at every level because watching yep. them fail spectacularly is so much fun. We it's, might get a double dip with Chesa Boudin too, right? Because that one dude tried to do it and didn't come up, didn't have enough signatures, and he's going to he he's he's gonna gonna, try it again. He's not going to get enough signatures. Yeah, he said he's going to try it again. So, um, I thought that was pretty amusing too. That like, the, the, I mean, the the dumbassery it takes to like submit and not know that you're going to get approved. Like any political consultant or man, campaign manager worth their salt knows you have to overcompensate with signatures, and you know you don't turn it, you don't turn in unless you're positive you can get there. That was why it was so funny that the Labor Council last year po- pushed this initiative about moving mayoral elections, and they they fucked up. Someone fucked up, and they came up a few hundred short. Um, you generally don't do that. You, if you if you're doing it right, you know before you go in that you have enough signatures. So, or, I would be or, shocked if it, if, or if it's close, maybe you tread lightly at first and see if see how. Yeah. that's what I would do. It'd be like, yeah. well, this one looks a little close. Don't spend all your money, but let's let's put our feelers out in the places we think we're going to get the most support. Right. Right. And exactly. you start gathering signatures in places that you think you might get the most support. And if that's a little lukewarm, you're like, well, fuck this. Yeah. And then you're exactly. Done. And you've and so like I'm, not really <clears throat> public. Pu- first of all, you've not publicly embarrassed yourself because maybe nobody even really notices. Right. Right. Well, it, it's all about it's generally it's about you, right? No, no one's going to do a story on the signature gathering unless you say, we're doing this. We're going out and gathering signatures to fucking do this, right? And big groups like business or labor groups will do that. They'll they'll make it very clear like they're out to do this. Um, and then yeah, they're pretty much on the hook to either do it or fail, right? Um, but with a you know any a more grassroots effort like that, that's really what you have to do is kind of get a sampling, and then you can maybe hopefully hopefully then you can get some uh, some donors and other people to fund a more broad effort because most of these efforts are done by paid gatherers. You just need to do it. You can't do it all with volunteers. Right, right. The, the numbers you need are just not possible. But by doing that, you're tempting fate because you're paying by the signature, right? So they're tempted to put like Tony Romo and Mickey Mouse and whatever on the thing. And then you have to weed through all those and clean it up, right? So uh, it's just, it's an, it's an expensive proposition to begin with if you're doing it right, right? And a lot of these folks just aren't doing it right in the first place and they don't have the money. So it's going to be fun to watch them spectacularly fail um, to not do any of this. And uh, to, you know. Speaking of spectacular failure, that uh, that website that I showed you of those people trying to recall the Board of Soups here, mm-hmm. it looks exactly yes. the same as the day I showed it to you. Shout out to the local news for not biting on that in any sort of way. We saw one story about it. Yeah, and they, they come on public comment at almost every soups meeting now and just say we're coming to get you we're coming to get you santa clara recall.com or whatever um but yeah you're right nothing nothing has changed and nothing's really moved um and at the end of the day if this is a group that's trying to recall 58 
counties worth of supervisors. So do the do the math. Fifty eight times whatever. Well, you certainly uh, don't five, put, five to seven supervisors. You certainly don't put your effort into Santa Clara County, right? Because no, I don't think not work. this is not the kind of place where you're going to be able to like rile everybody up about. Like most people don't even think, know anything no. about the board of fucking supervisors. Hell no, I am very, I am very fucking proud that we are well over seventy percent no on the Gavin recall in Santa Clara County. I'm very excited that we're you know across the board. If you look at all Bay Area counties, like it's pretty much flat out like a, a very heavy anti so except solano county of course um they're always the outlier but yeah it's well over 70 percent in every other barrier county so this is not ripe ground for it it doesn't prevent the supervisors from getting freaked out about it i can tell you that much just uh you know behind the scenes like they still they worry until the recall results came in right once they saw that they're like ah i'm okay i can i can be as full-throated on masks as i want to be i can you know i can uh, push the vaccine mandate i can do all these things because now they feel emboldened politically right and it's like to me and people like the good wife it's like if you can't see that without a poll or without election results you really aren't doing your job you really aren't engaged with your community you're listening to the crazies you're listening to the the, the extreme minority the fringe the lunatic fringe you're letting the anti-vaxxers and their ilk and QAnon, you know manipulate you Oh, if, I, if they would have started, if they start gathering signatures in here, the board of supervisors could just be counter-programming the signature gathering on their Twitter by being like, hey, do you want to sign an anti, you know, make a little skit about like, hey, do you want to sign an anti-vaccine, uh, you know, signature, uh, you know, petition to remove yeah. a, a county supervisor you've never heard of? And they're right. like, well, sure, absolutely. No, you make, fuck, I would, that's what I would do. That's how I'd counter-program it immediately Yeah, and have just, every supervisor fucking send out the same fucking video that they all made together and be like, and then at the end be like, we're the board of supervisors. Please don't recall us. We're doing our best. You know, <laughs> like it'd be like a TikTok video. Like they throw it to each other, like pass the mic, like, Hey, don't recall us. Um, so anyway, I, I think we'll see that you'll see local governments more, especially in Shasta now, hope, hopefully more emboldened to, to take a stand for fucking science and to just not take any more of this shit. It's, it's disturbing to hear the threats of violence um, so I think they absolutely should increase security. I think that, you know, some of these folks should have their own personal details if they're getting personally threatened. I have no problem with that. Um, and I think you should take precautions because you just don't know, especially in Chasta County. Um, so I'd, I'd say be safe. I worry about even more about staffers, right? And people who can't get a security detail, right? Like the good wife and like others out there. Well, the, so science, please, the Scientology strategy, by the way, would not be to go after the supervisor, but would be to get cozy with or get dirt on the staffers. Yeah, you know, they like wrote, they the wrote bottom. that shit. L. Ron Hubbard wrote that shit down. He's like, yeah, get into power by like getting the you know getting the ear or getting you know getting dirt on somebody who isn't an elected official who can right. influence policy or get you access. No, so like yeah, a, you're right mean, about the staffers. Like if if and I mean I don't know. Are there people? Are there people following? You know, seeing what time the staffers leave up in Shasta County at the? You just at, don't at know, the, right? At, because yeah, how do you know if people are just kind of driving by to observe? Yeah, like, or could, if they're just kind of hanging out somewhere like you can't be like yeah so i'm you know the staffers we should be worried about them they get set rich but uh yeah, hillary they, hillary's not here to kill them like i i do want to get on to the end of the show and get you on to local love but yet it really pains me to think about you know the fact that i have friends who work in government like at city hall or at the county or elsewhere and they're talking about like they need a buddy to walk them out to their car every night like their but their their car buddies like they walk to the parking lot together every night right um, right. These are men. These are grown men um, uh, and grown women and grown ass women. So 
I, I feel for them because it's like you shouldn't have to fucking you're already sacrificing enough to be a public servant you shouldn't have to be worried for your fucking life or your well-being you know um walk into your car may, also especially because your boss is doing something right you may not even agree or, with or your, your boss. boss isn't even doing anything somebody's just right. mad because your boss doesn't agree with them because she yeah because she or he exists right and right. you may not you may not even agree with your boss on a certain subject that's that's pissing people off right um so i don't know that there's many in government who are anti-vaxxers you know in, in city like hall like the police obviously and the firefighters are a whole different uh kettle of fish as they say so um, but yeah Anyway, it's it's a it's a painful thought, but I'm hoping it doesn't ever materialize into reality. Well, we always do one last story, a bit of human interest around here. This is and another thing. This is a shot from uh, somebody's fire engine. They yeah, found somebody's like a, car on fire. It's actually another. Uh, I hate to say, it, but it's another instance of a San Jose cop doing good. Um, so let's let's roll the clip. So this is a live footage uh, from a fire uh, fire truck on 101. You're going to see this gentleman right here running into the screen. That's a rookie San Jose cop. And he is dragging a person out of their car, which is on fire. While the firefighters, like, sort of lollygag around and wait to go help. Um, but this guy was just driving by. He wasn't off. I think he was either off duty and headed to work or he was headed home from work. And he saw this car on fire, just jumped into it, and pulled this dude straight out of the car. Wait, do you have the news hit on this that I, um, I had the link for it, I think, didn't I? I thought I put the link into the... Yep, but, uh, there's That's... no news, there's no video for the news hit. Uh, oh, shit, really? I want, again, I watched it, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's, um, it's whatever. It's fucking KPX 5, baby. God, we got I hate the, them. We got the raw footage, like, Good for that guy for getting saved. Like, I guess good for the rookie cop. I don't know. The firefighters, I don't know. They seemed a little lackadaisical, but maybe there's protocol there that we, maybe there's procedure there, but uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. His, um, apparently the, the, so the cop was, was recounting his story. Um, really young guy. Uh, and he was saying that the guy's shoes had already like melted and fused to the floorboards of the car and he was unconscious. Yikes. He was, the guy was unconscious. And he was trying to drag him out. And apparently like the guy woke up as he was dragging him out of the car and the first thing the cop said to him was, hey, bro, your car's on fire. <laughs> Imagine like coming conscious, like you maybe oh, you run into a wall and you just wake up and you're being your you're flames all around. Your your shoes are melting and there's a cop dragging you out of the car, you know, like, oh, my God, on the side of the freeway. What a weird what a rude awakening. Um, but anyway, I'm glad both of them are OK. The, the guy, the, the driver was OK cop saved himself and uh and got a nice little news hit on himself so again sometimes sometimes cops do good things car's a little uh, worse for the wear but that's all right it's that's just, true it's just that's a car. true it's just anyway, a car but that's uh, another thing yep fucking all right well thanks for joining me you want to read us out absolutely it was fabulous to be here um as always you can tune into down ballot uh every tuesday night starting at 7 30 and feeding right into local love our fabulous local uh music celebration so please stay tuned for that producer dave's going to have some fantastic guests um, please subscribe at twitch.tv slash echoplex media. Please give us money at patreon.com slash echoplex, right? Yes. All right. I'm getting them correct. And always go to echoplexmedia.com for more information about this fantastic network and all of the people who participate in it, um, including us. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-E underscore councilman. Uh, you can find producer Dave damn near anywhere. Um, damn near anywhere. Uh, so, uh, and I will let you decide what we'll play out with tonight. I'm, I have no, no opinion. The show is local Tuesday, so we're going to be playing Locals by Audible Smoke. And everybody, I'm going to put on the uh, 
Auto DJ, I got to switch a few things around here in the studio to get ready for local love. I got Patty K coming in. I got Juan Maserati joining me by, by remote. Maybe Curtis from Monkey this evening. Nice. And if you're listening on the podcast for Down Ballot, do check out Local Love. This is, once again, Audible Smoke Signal. The song is called Locals. <laughs> To get the party started Pick up my phone Just to check and see who's calling Dress up real nice For the ladies at the bar And I'm driving in my car Just to get to where they are Here at the local scene Is where I plant my feet It's where I smoke my cigarette And I hold my drink I look at all my friends They're all blazing greens Here at the front of the stage Waiting for FTV Where are those guys Who's standing next to me With a pipe in his hand Ready to blaze for me About five minutes later We're all singing We now get the fuck up on and like the scene, yeah. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. I turn and head back to the bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car To smoke another one And another one Now just when the magic starts kicking in I hear we left playing And you know it's time to head in Alright everybody now it's time to grab a new drink Spark it if you got it And then pass it to me yeah. We do what we want And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band We do what we want we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. Last up on the field for the show tonight is down and dirty and five, so we're headed outside to spark up another joint. Now who's got my light? A stoner E, of course. Shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the U.S. economy. The truth is, is that I don't think logically. Stoner E, take you on a psychedelic odyssey. Now inside motherfuckers is rockin' me And outside shit we smoke a lot of rockin' me Rockin' the rollie, all the sexy girl be jockin' me Ain't too drunk to fuck, but I'll probably do a sloppin' We do what we want What we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band Dance with the band and enjoy the band We do what we want we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Yeah, 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 yeah. All they say, they hear like jamming, and they hope it like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob. We do, yes, I gotta say, thank you, Bob. We do. Well, Bob Marley said, they hear like jamming, and they hope it like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob. We do. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band.